Headaches and Heartaches on Midlands Today, brought to you by the beautiful Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens and Cafe Community Initiative in Multifernan County, Westmeath. A wonderful space for relaxation, designed to promote positive mental health and well-being for all. Find Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens on Facebook. And the Midlands' most eligible bachelor is here himself, Rory Hafford, who is a psychotherapist and author from four in County Westmeath. So you qualify. You could enter. I could. There could be a late entrant into the Bachelor Festival. Never mind all the comedians Coming and social up. media influencers. Coming Mr. up on the outside. How are you, Mr. Faulkner? Today? I'm in great form. Good. Great form. Good. Looking forward to a new feature after 11. Talk to your TD. I'd, lo- I'd love to still be in the studio for that. I'd love it. Don't hold me to it. Let's not even go there because no, you would probably make mincemeat of many, many, well, many people. But yeah. anyway, we'll start with Anne in County Leash, who has a problem. And most exes are decent enough that once there's a breakup, they feck off, they get out of your life. They do not, for instance, go out with your sister. But this is what has happened with Anne and her daughters, where one daughter is now seeing the other daughter's ex and the sisters are killing each other. They won't speak and she needs to be referee. How does she sort it out? Firstly, get out of the middle of it. This is a no-win situation if you try to referee this because ultimately you'll have to choose one side or the other. I did a straw poll, no less, a straw poll on this very question before I came into into studio today and I spoke to five women and I just asked them, the presented the Mm. the scenario and it was met with things like, ooh, that's not good, Uh, that's a horrible thing to do. Morally, that's not right. So it was overwhelmingly negative. Overwhelmingly. Directed at the daughter who's now going out with this guy? Yeah. Or the guy himself? No, he, he, he didn't even feature. It was almost as though he was irrelevant. So that was, this was between the girls, okay, mm. the, the, the sisters. So I think irrespective of labels, irrespective and... and uh, the words people use to, to almost to demonise you because of this, people still have a right to choose. It is the only inalienable thing that we have. I can take everything off you and throw you into jail, but you still have the right to choose how you will be in jail. So follow that down into a simpler pattern and you have this woman's right to choose to be with this guy. Now, the fallout is the thing. So, and the fallout is the thing you actually have to have to have to examine. But in love and in lust, God bless the mark. It's an emotional decision, so it's not a cognitive thing. You and I are sitting here debating this using the big brain between the two of us. Does this make sense? Does it not? But you don't think in this situation. You feel in this situation. So, in order to sort it out, you have to turn that on its head. Don't feel. Think and work your way through that. But let's put it into context. Say, for instance, uh, your partner, we have to say partner now, don't we? your partner came to you and said, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off with your brother. Now, I don't know if you have a brother or not, but enter into the spirit of what okay. we're doing here. Yes. I, I am an only child. Yeah, well, so. there you, of course you are. Of course you are. How would you feel? <sighs> See, it's not easy. How long are we broken up? (laughs) No, it comes out of the blue. Oh. Yeah. Is she taking half the money or not? Will you just answer the question, for God's sake? 
Not good. No. No, not good. But it would be hugely emotional, wouldn't it? Hugely. And it means your brain, the, the, the energy in your brain just scatters. And you go, oh, how am I feeling? But it's never good to sort something out based on feelings. You have to step back for a little. So what I'm suggesting is that the two sisters get together, remove the mother from the equation because it's a no-win situation. The two sisters get together. I don't mean around in, in, a, in an insomnia somewhere. Feck off to Lanzarote or something, somewhere they can't escape each other for a week. They'll get a bit of sun. I mean, where's the bad? Okay? And sit there and try and see things from each other's perspective. If one, if you pull for me and I pull for you, rather than being self-serving, you have a much better chance to sort it out. But for me, the big thing, because I'm old now, what it does is it brings the forgotten arts of empathy back into play. And this is sorely lacking in the society we have now. Empathy in which direction, though? Well, Are you asking the wounded sister to understand the motives of the other or are you asking yeah, but, but it's, a two, it's a two-way thing Will it's a two-way thing I mean the, the, we'll say that the bad sister the evil sister is not without feeling and she has a reason for doing this like clearly she is attracted to this guy in some way that has to be respected that has to be honoured, simply because stereotypically we look at a situation, we go, oh, my God, that's bad and that's negative and that shouldn't be the way it is. It is. So the fact that it exists has to be has to be has to be given its due space and its due weight. So we have two two girls in this situation, certainly. And the five women that I talked to about this were all overwhelmingly negative about the. It's still this woman still has a choice and she needs to be heard out as much as the pain of the jilted sister needs to be heard out to, to come to a situation. Because what could happen is they, but everybody goes their separate ways and she still continues to go out with, the, with this guy. So now we have a lot of hurt, a lot of injury, a lot of burned bridges and the situation that was the problem initially still exists. 083 30 10 103 on text and WhatsApp, powered by Lamb Brothers Toyota in Tullamore. So far, a lot of disagreement on this. There are people, actually, who are in relationships where they, well, inherited, shall we say, a partner. They didn't necessarily take the partner from a brother or sister or indeed a good friend, and everything has worked out perfectly well. There are others who have language in their text, which I shall not broadcast at this hour of the morning. Same to me. Not at you, okay. but at what they would do or have done ah, in such scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next is Katie, who is dreading going back to college in September because she's struggling to settle in. She's from the Midlands, but college is in Dublin and she's not enjoying the, you know, the experience one bit. Mm-hmm. Um, struggling with college work. Last semester, she barely slept such was her fretting and her worry about the coursework. And on top of that, she feels lonely and isolated at a distance. And her friends all seem to be living their best lives. So what's wrong with her? She yeah, wonders. Yeah, I'd focus on, on the last sentence in, in, in that, that text. What's wrong with her? Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with her. This is a human... Yeah, but she's asking herself, why can't she get on with it in the way the others are? Of course, yeah. This is a human being having an experience that's wrong for her. Doesn't mean that 
she is wrong, right? Anything's wrong mm -hmm. about her. The it's one thing getting what you want. It's a completely different thing wanting what you get. So at one point it seemed a good idea for this kid to sit down and go, okay, I want to study X in Dublin. And at the time it seemed fantastic. But as you and I well know now from our, our life experiences, that doesn't always come to pass. And, and the other thing, because I am from Dublin, but I'm, I'm a, 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 a major fan of four just outside Castle Pollard. I've been, I've been infected by four, infected by it. I have a clinic in Dublin as well, and I, but I just go up there one, one day a week. And I hate it. I hate going up. I hate the, I hate the, 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 the bustle, the hassle trying to get parking, the, the cold remove of people. People seem, and I've been studying this now for about 10 years, people seem to want to highlight what they feel is wrong. They want to have a go at you. If I never moved outside the confines of four again, I would die a happy man because it's a different pace. The people there are genuine, they're real, they're concerned. You don't get that in Dublin. So the not being a big fan of Dublin in relation to, to Katie, I get it, absolutely. But here's the big thing with this. She's down. So you could almost argue that she is in a depressive state because of this. My specialty in psychotherapy is existential psychotherapy. And I've said this to you before. And existentialism is philosophy. And in, in existentialism, we don't have depression, anxiety, stress, nothing really pathological. We have three emotions, mad, glad, sad. They're the three emotions. And emanating from them, we have the so-called symptoms. But in relation to what you and I would call depression in existentialism, it means that you haven't found what you're designed to do. You haven't found what you're here for. And this builds up until it almost explodes in your head. And what do you do? You go to your GP and GPs, I'm a, one, a major fan of GPs and they are wonderfully trained, absolutely. But they're trained in the art of find it and fix it medicine. So what they're looking for is the problem. And this is the way they're trained. And then they have an army of drugs to fix it. But in relation to, to the existential approach, if you have an emotion, it is there to tell you something. It's not there to be killed or, or, or dulled or beaten down. You need to pay attention to the emotion, whether it is mad, glad or sad. Now, we'll say that Katie is sad at the moment because of what's happened. Mm. It's not the what, it's the why. Why are you sad? Investigate that because the emotion is there to lead you to the answer in relation to this. So if, if, if I were her, I would look again at the course that I'm doing. I would look again at the place that I'm doing this course in. Is it right for me? And a lot of a lot of, of younger people, once they get the place, because we are fed with these dire messages of, oh, you got to take your opportunity. You have to move forward. You have to do this. You don't. You can reinvent yourself every single day if you so choose. And let me tell you, as somebody who's been through three colleges at this point, it is not the be-all and the end-all. Not even close to being that. It is just a human being having an experience. So it needs to be put into perspective. And if I could just leave it with the whole Dublin thing. So I went to UCD and I went back to UCD not that long ago. It was a terrible experience. 
awful. Why? Parking, angry people, irateness, mm. no help. And my big bugbear, nobody looking at you. No eye contact, mm. no help, no courtesy. It seems we are now possessed by process and procedure. And the person is an afterthought. So I don't blame her. Some people are okay with that impersonal environment mm. and others are not. Yeah, well, I would argue the younger generation seem to be fine with it, you know, but, but I'm not. I'm 110 years old and I grew up in a different, in a different energy, a different mm. dynamic, and it's one that I prefer. I would like people to connect with me. I would like to be given the opportunity to connect with people mm. rather than this, this two-dimensionality of me and my phone. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. No, there is nothing worse than walking along the street, let's say in Mullingar, and you say hello to somebody and they don't say hello back to you. They don't recognise you. you Has that ever happened to you? All the time. You <laughs> feel horrible. You feel as though you are not worth being acknowledged. Yeah. Remind, remind you of anything? Ah, stop it. You're still on with that. I'm still on oh, about okay, that okay, time. Right. That one time at <laughs> you, were, you weren't wearing your your glasses and I think you had a little black number on. So how was I supposed to, to recognise you, for God's sakes? Only at weekends. Rory Hafford is here from uh, the Lusnagrena Family Resource Centre in Longford, but he's a psychotherapist and author living in four in County Westmeath. And, of course, we have to thank Abby Blooms for supporting headaches and heartaches. And Niall has the next one. He is getting married next year. And his mother-in-law is laying down the law and controlling the wedding, he says. She has browbeaten her daughter into choosing a wedding dress that she liked. She is telling them whom to invite, even down to which song they should have for their first dance. And he's wondering what he can do because his fiance simply says, yes, 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 it's okay. But he knows she's deathly unhappy underneath. Okay. Let's pull the, the, the main messages from that together. So I hear laying down the law. I hear browbeating. I hear controlling. And I hear deadly unhappy. Which pretty much sounds like uh, a plan for my weekend. But, but aside... <laughs> yes, but, but you, aside, you enjoy that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of, of des desperate unhappiness. The, uh, now, look at it. He is seeing the world through a massive negative lens. So I'm going to be a little bit controversial with this. No, says you. Just a little bit to come up with a solution. Mm. Because we can, again, stereotypically go over the thing of, oh, mother-in-laws, aren't they just the worst? Do you know that kind of stuff? No, no it's not necessarily mother-in-law. It's domineering personalities, whomever they inhabit. Mm. Sometimes it's mothers-in-law and sometimes it's bosses and so on. You're right. Mothers-in-law is the correct way to say that. Well done. Well done. The, uh, OK, but it's still, it's still a negative presentation. So what I'd be doing is accentuating the positive. Here's a big positive for you. You're getting married. And clearly, based on, on the words that he's using to a woman that he, he, he fancies a little bit. Mm -hmm. The other thing as well, looking, reading between the lines of, of, of the text itself... He's talking about his fiance, and her advice to him is forget it, let it go, forget it, forget it, let it go. Now, she knows this, her mother, 
better than he could ever know. So I'd be latching on to what she is saying and maybe just back off a little bit. I think what, what we do is you have to ask yourself, is it really that bad? Let the, let the poor owl one help the process along. For God's sakes. And pe- people, hold on, wait, on. Just, just let me, I know what you're going to say. And people are going to say, well, you know, it's, 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 it's the big day. It's, it's, it's the special day. And it's, it's their well, special day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's not just them. It is the families. It's the friends of these people. What makes this day a special occasion is that you can share it with everybody who means something to you. Mm. And the mother or mothers-in-law would actually fall into that category. So, do you know what? In essence, it's really only a big day, in quotes, because we choose to tell ourselves that it is. In reality, it's just another day. Think about it. It's just another day. And then the next day, we'll re- don't, I see your face and you're getting ready to jump. But, but think about it. Think about it from a philosophical point of view. It's just another day. Now, is it worth causing a major rift, rift within the family because of this? Because this one woman is so excited and happy at the prospect of her daughter getting married. I can see the text coming in now that she is maybe jumping in with two feet as opposed to one. She still cares. And I tell you, it could be worse. She could be dead set against the wedding. Okay. Think about Ac- that. For accepted. A and maybe she is just living vicariously through her daughter and mm. she's genuinely excited. Mm. I get that. From his perspective, he's probably asking, where will it end? So after the wedding day, mm. there may well be a christening. Mm. Will she want to name the child? Mm. Will she want to dictate where the child goes to school? Yeah. Will she want to design their house if they move into one? Mm -hmm. Where does it end? Yeah, it ends by you learning about the process on the wedding day. Okay, what have I learned from this? What is the best way to manage this situation? What is the best way to placate this woman? The last thing I would advise is a fallout, a rift, a put her in her place. Give her a piece of your mind. For what? For what? This, this is, this is, we can only assume, an older woman who is excited beyond measure at this wedding day. And maybe she's getting a bit too involved, but is it necessarily that awful? And I told you this is going to be a bit controversial because I could sit here with you and go, yeah, isn't that terrible? You know, how are we going to get rid of her? It doesn't work like that. Rory Hafford, thank you very much for your time. Headaches and Heartaches on Midlands Today, brought to you by the beautiful Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens and Cafe Community Initiative in Multifarnham, County Westmeath. A wonderful space for relaxation designed to promote positive mental health and well-being for all. Find Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens on Facebook.